Welcome on in. It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 215-592-9494. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on this Monday night. The final out sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable. Never looks so good. And this is one of those games that you just can't stop smiling when when thinking about it. Uh, like I, I've just been sitting here giddy, you know, waiting for, for Murph to get on the air. Unfortunately, Murph to get off the air. Unfortunately for me, there was like a million highlights because this was an absolute demolition. They demolished the Marlins tonight. Maybe the whole Marlins fear thing is over. Maybe that's done. Maybe we don't have to do this whole like, oh, well, maybe the Marlins are going to kill us this year. Maybe that's all over. Maybe tonight made up for 19 to 11 and all the awful trips down to Miami over the last last couple years. If you're coming home from the game, would love for you to get in uh, and and react to what was just a, a beautiful, beautiful night down at Citizens Bank Park, an unexpected night. 100% 100% a, an unexpected night down at CBP. You never expect to score more than three runs off of Sandy Alcantara, and they lit him up for nine earned. Nine earned to Sandy Alcantara. Look at the fills without Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins. They're down a couple players. They came out tonight, and they destroyed the Marlins. A beautiful night for baseball, a beautiful night down at the ballpark, and it was one of those games where I think they took that loss uh, to the Reds last or yesterday personally. They made a bunch of mistakes on the base pass, and they looked like a team that had a bit of a heart-to-heart. Obviously, you don't need a players-only meeting when it's the first nine games of a season, but I think there was a little bit of like, we're pros, we're professionals, we played like little leaguers yesterday, we've made like seven outs on the bases, Let's figure it out. Let, let's come together here, and let's not let this continue to happen. And what I saw tonight was a, a prideful baseball team. What I, saw, what I saw tonight was a team that was uh, focused on one thing and one message, and that looked like the team that we had seen for uh, a majority of last season and definitely in the postseason. Like that level of locked inness, that, you know, uh, picking up each other, you know, uh, feeding off of one another. It was a great, great sign that they were able to do that against Sandy Alcantara. Just a great, great sign. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, you're, you're coming up from the game, stuck in traffic. Pretty good crowd. Like, obviously, you know, it's April. It's the, uh, the fourth home game of the year. It's never going to be, you know, sold out night in, night out yet. But I thought it was a good night, a good sign down at the ballpark, uh, a good crowd, and man, did they get their money's worth. Let's go through this one real quick. So, uh, first off, Matt Strom versus Sandy Alcantara. The Phillies, I believe, were dogs heading into this game, and it makes sense. I mean, I mean, Matt Strom's a guy who, yeah, he pitched well against the Yankees, but ever since he's been a starter, hasn't been great at it. So... Uh, you know, you're, you're facing a guy who won the, the NL Cy Young last year and has been great so far this year. Like, Sandy Alcantara picked right up where he left off last season. Strom versus Alcantara looks like a, a mismatch, but I tell you what, there's something about Matt Strom. Like, there is something about this kid that I, I don't know if they're going to keep him in the rotation. I, I probably wouldn't um, because I just think he can do both. I, I think he can start. I think he can come out of the bullpen. Um, but when I look at uh, your options and it's falter, I, I don't think his stuff plays up out of the bullpen. Tywan Walker, you're obviously not putting there. Andrew Painter, you know, we'll see. Ranger Suarez, like, it, unfortunately for Matt Strom, like, 
his he just profiles as a better option out of the bullpen. But man, it's just like when you're looking back on this season, and hopefully it ends in a, in a parade down Broad Street. But if you're looking back on them making the playoffs, like what Matt Strom is doing at the beginning of the season right here, it's special stuff. It's 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 Philly's yearbook stuff. It reminds me a little bit of like like Vance Worley in eleven, where it's like, oh my gosh, we have all these these studs, but like here's Vance Worley's having a moment, and Matt Strom's been their best starter through two games. Uh, I mean, it's it's been it's been awesome. So. Both are cruising through three. Alcantara's kind of grooving. Uh, now, hand up. After the third inning, I tweeted that Sandy Alcantara's going to throw a no-hitter. So, if you want to give me any credit here, immediately the Phillies you know, throw that tweet right back in my face. Uh, bottom third, Jake Cave, gave, Jake Cave leads it off with a home run. And, and just an absolute tank shot from Jake Cave. Um, and it was like... That's what I saw in spring training. And Jake Cave is a guy that is going to have to produce for this team with some of the injuries that they have. And if he can just be competent, like we don't need Jake Cave to be an all-star. I don't need Jake Cave to carry the Phillies. But if you're batting 8-9, if you're batting in the 7-8-9 spots in my in my batting lineup, I think he's a really good defensive player. you got to produce something. And I know he's been a journeyman, and I totally get that. But tonight was a really good sign. He almost hit another ball out later. Um, for a home run. So that ball is absolutely demolished. And that's what we saw a lot of spring training. So hopefully he's getting over the jitters of having to start on a team that has World Series aspirations to begin a season. But I thought today was obviously a positive start for Jake Cave. But it just continued after that. Bryson Stott singled. Steals second in his first game uh, at the leadoff spot. Good start for him at the leadoff spot. He had two hits. uh, Worked some good pitches. Worked some good counts. Uh, you know, and, and just looked comfortable. And, and I think that's the big worry you have is this guy's, you know, been batting six, seven. You don't want to throw him off his rhythm. He gets in the leadoff spot. Things look pretty good. Turner singles. You know, he's, he's 0 for his last eight heading into the game. He had a couple knocks tonight. He singles. Schwarber walks. Bang. Castellanos hit the double off the wall. Um, and it's like, wow, <laughs> maybe this Castellanos thing is, is starting to become more real. Phil's go up three, nothing. Alec Bohm, uh, the beginning of his RBI machine kind of night gives them a single bang. They're up five, nothing. I thought this was a big part of the game. You know, it, it's top four. I've seen the Phillies go out and score three or four, or even five runs. And immediately, you know, the pitcher kind of gives it back. And Matt Strom goes out there, bang, one, two, three, shut down inning, top five, top four, and it, it remains 5 nothing. And it, it kind of – that's deflating. If you're the Marlins, like, that is that is deflating when you're thinking about trying to come back against the Phillies on this Monday night. Bottom five, the Phillies get right back into it. Turner leads it off with a single. Schwarber also singles after him. Castellanos hit the ball up the middle, 6 nothing Phillies. Uh, Boehm singles again, a little dribbler up the third baseline, makes it 7 nothing. Sandy Alcantara pulled at that point. Bottom five, um, it's already 7 nothing. There are two runners on base, you know, uh, that, that, that are stranded there for Devin Smelter to come in and try to get out of. Bang, Brandon Marsh hits the ball to the wall. 9 nothing Phillies. Nine earned runs against Sandy freaking Alcantara tonight. And they bring in Devin Smeltzer, and I feel bad for Devin Smeltzer. We, we heard the story tonight, obviously, uh, like battle cancer, Chase Utley, um, you know, uh, out in L.A. 
I mean, this is a Phillies fan that's like I, that might have been his first time pitching against them, and he they just left him out there to 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 just eat it, and that's a tough spot to be in as a pitcher. And the Phillies just took advantage of it. Uh, Marsh double, he had a double against a lefty and a homer against a lefty. So hey, crazy concept. Maybe let your everyday center fielder face lefties. I don't know. That's just me talking here. Um, so they go out nine nothing, bottom five. McKinley Moore comes in, uh, keeps it a, a 9 nothing game. And then just a little bit of, of insurance here in the bottom of the sixth. Turner singles again. Schwarber doubles. And I, I got to be honest, it's nice seeing Kyle Schwarber have some hits besides home runs. You know, I, I don't – I never love seeing the 158 batting average, but he, you know, he, he had a couple of knocks tonight, getting that average up to 200-plus. So, you know, with the shift being gone – Kyle Schwarber, I think, can take more advantage of, of some more base hits and doubles rather than everything being home runs. Castellanos, another hit up the middle to make it 10 nothing. Trey Turner scores. And then Alec Bohm, who has gotten off to a scorching hot start here, a guy who uh, you know a lot of people, including myself, had as a, as a, as a breakout candidate this year, uh, has the his first back-to-back home run game with this bomb that he hit in the bottom of the sixth. Smeltzer kicks and deals, and the pitch is crushed. Way back to left, and I mean gone. Wow. Alec Boehm way up the alley in left center field. It's a three-run home run for Alec Boehm. And a six-RBI night so far. Whew. Mercy. My goodness, it's 13 to nothing, Phillies. And that for me was my Mike's Amazing Play of the Game, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. And I know it was a a game that was out of reach at that point. I understand that. But I think that Alec Baum continuing to, to show growth here and continuing to drive the ball out of the ballpark and continuing to lift the baseball is a great sign. He had six RBIs tonight. I mean, it was a monster night that played for him. Three for five, six RBIs, a home run, first ever back-to-back home run game in his career. And I've watched it like a million times. I'm just like, it's it's it is a thing of beauty what we're starting to see him develop power-wise. 440 feet. I mean, that that ball is absolutely destroyed so a so a good sign there for the Phillies and hopefully just continues to grow and you want to see you know obviously the power develop there if he's going to play first base every day and all that good stuff games out of reach at that point 13 nothing but um I thought this was notable as well bottom eight Brandon Marsh hits a bomb and I mean a bomb to left center field off of a lefty so that gave him a double and a homer off of a lefty that's two hits um and I, I just think that, you know, this whole idea of, well, we're not going to let him face lefties, whatever, like he can't hit them. It's like, well, let's let him do it first before we worry if he can't do it. Um, so I think he's continuing to prove that to the Phillies, like, hey, I can do this. And, like, that's not a cheapy home run. <laughs> like hitting a home run to that part of the ballpark as a lefty that, like, he's never really shown that kind of pop, that's some some special stuff. So you, you look at the beginning of the season for the Phillies. Bohm, Marsh, and Stott have all taken the step forwards that I think a lot of people were asking for. Um, and and with Reese being down and Harper being down, 
those three picking up the slack is just it is it is massive for this team. Let's get to the player of the game brought to you by South Jersey Gas Conserve, helping customers and communities save energy and money. Visit SouthJerseyGas.com. And I we could go Alec Bohm. There's a lot of candidates from tonight. But the guy I'm giving it to is Nick Castellanos. You know, I, I think he is continuing to um, show that he is more on his way to being back than not. Uh, leads Major League Baseball in, in, in doubles right now. Uh, he's tied to the league, or league lead in doubles right now, which is which is awesome. Um, the, home, the, the, the power still has to come, but for right now, we'll take some doubles. We'll, we'll take driving the baseball. And I think him getting thrown out tonight was another example of him getting his swagger back. Uh, it, it, it can be meaningless. I'm sure that Rob Thompson wasn't thrilled with it, but but Nick Castellanos is a is a is a cocky player. He is a confident player, and when he has that little bit of swagger, you see the best version of Nick Castellanos possible. So I like that this stuff is happening. I like that he's halfway down the third baseline over the weekend, messing with the pitcher. I think this is really really important stuff when you are hopefully evaluating whether or not the Phillies are getting back the guy they paid 20-plus million dollars a year to come in here and hit. So good signs tonight all around for the Phillies. 215-592-9494. It's Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on the final out. If you're stuck in traffic, you're on your way home, we will get to your phone calls on the other side. But also some massive positives I want to go through tonight, um, not just from tonight, but from the beginning of the season. What are some of them? We'll get to that and all of your calls coming up next. Play him around the other way in the outfield, the pitch. Swung on, belted, left field. On the run, Dela Cruz won't get it. It's off the wall. In to score is Turner. Schwarber on his way into third. And into second with a wall ball double is Nick Castellanos. And the Phillies with a three spot off Alcantara here in the third. Lead it 3 nothing. Yeah, that, that happened earlier tonight. Nick Castellanos uh, continuing to show signs of life at the plate. That was one of the many reasons why he was my player of the game. Brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at SouthJerseyGas.com slash home. Castellanos in the night. Three for five. Three runs scored. Three RBIs. Um, and, it, and it's just it's nice to see that this whole idea of him being – done and and last year being like well he's completely he's done he's he's over we're never going to see prime Nick Castellanos back like there the, the he made this swing adjustment and I noticed it on the home opener where he he was getting more set uh and he seemed like he was in a more still position before going after the baseball and all weekend long he was he was smoking balls to left field again and he looked a lot like the Castellanos that I felt like I had seen for like the last decade in Major League Baseball. Like that's what made last year so confusing to me was that like for a for a, a about a decade, like Nick Castellanos, while he was playing in Detroit, was never a big home run guy. Now a lot of that was because obviously the 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 stadium out there doesn't lend itself to that. I mean, it's it's a massive stadium. But this was a guy that was always towards the top of the league in doubles. He seemed like a guy that would break your heart. Like if you're if you're facing him in your favorite team, like he's going to come up with a big spot, and he is going to usually deliver. And and last year, just the feebleness and the striking out and the swinging it, 
every freaking outside slider. It was like, this is this is hapless. I mean, he had 13 home runs last year off of a year where he had 34 and like 109 and, and batted over 300. So I was just, I was so perplexed as to how he had gotten to the point of where he was. But you saw over the weekend against the Reds, he, he made a swing adjustment. He was doing different, like, cocky Castellanos things where he's halfway down third baseline. He did that on Friday. He did it on Saturday. Um, he's had a lot of walks this year. Like, even though the, the hits are kind of just starting to come now, he, he, he's been walking a ton this year, which has been really uh, encouraging. He hasn't been chasing out of the zone. Um, and, 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 and tonight, um, you know, like he, he went back a bit to, uh, like that Sheffield ish style, um, swing, you know, uh, setup, but it just looked more confident and he looked more back to feeling himself. And maybe he's starting to be like, I, I've settled in, I got it. And the Phillies can really see what Nick Castellanos can do. And the ball off the wall today was smoked. A couple singles, one to right field. They just poked it over the first baseman's head on the first pitch. No need to wait around and get to two strikes. Just get it over with. Same thing with the single later in the game, just up the middle, like just taking where the pitch is, it, it was, was, was given to you. Um, it, it's just he is looking more and more confident. And I think it's okay to, to believe here a little bit. We don't have to say he's going to be back to 309 and 34 homers, but to get back to 280, 20 homers, well, hopefully he can hit one home run first before we start throwing out 20 home runs, but uh, and then and then towards the top of the league in doubles, like I think that is back into uh, 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 existence here for Nick Castellanos. So that is such a massive development when you talk about losing Reese and you talk about Harper being done and, hey, maybe he's back in late May, early June, and it's like, well, who cares? you know? But then at that point, you're adding him back into hopefully prime Castellanos, and that is, that is a massive dif- difference maker. So that was one of my big takeaways from the night is that Castellanos continues to look great. Uh, another guy that continues to look great is Alec Baum. I mean, Alec Baum – you know, there was all all spring training was like, well, he added 10 pounds of muscle and he is starting to lift the ball. And it was like, this is exciting, but we got to see it translate towards the regular season. And it man, is it translating? I mean, it is translating in a big way. And he's not sacrificing his hitting ability for power. He's just letting his six five like frame just take over. I mean, we're, we are sort of watching the Jason Worth-level breakout here from Alec Bohm where he's using the leverage that he already has in his body and just hitting tanks, man. 440 feet from Alec Bohm? I mean, he was a slap hitter last year. He's a, he was a 6'5 slap hitter. And now you add the muscle, you lift the baseball. He's not missing mistakes. He's looking to to do damage and deposit balls into the seats. I mean, it, it, like you want to talk about a reason? Like I haven't stopped smiling about this game, but between the Castellanos and Bohm thing, it's like this is what we wanted. But there was so much more than that. There's like it's been a frustrating start for the season, and I get that. But those two things, Bryson Stott, I thought looked just like a natural at the leadoff spot. Like you know, I, I was I was advocating this morning on high hopes. 
By the way, check out High Hopes, of course. Um, but, you know, I was advocating for putting him in the two spot. You know, you put him in the two spot. Turner's going to be aggressive. I like the idea of him being aggressive. He can get hits, and you still have that speed at first base with a back control guy um, batting two, where a crazy concept, you could still do some hit and runs. But I know that doesn't happen in baseball anymore, but who knows? Like, maybe with the new rules and whatnot, it's coming back. But they put him in the leadoff spot immediately first at bat. I know he ended up getting out, but he, he, he worked a 2-2 count. And there's too many times at the beginning of the season with him and Schwarber batting 1-2, Turner and Schwarber, where it was like three pitches in and we're already at the three hitter. Like, that can't happen. So um, I thought Sal looked great. And he, and he didn't look overwhelmed. He didn't look like he felt too much pressure. This, we're talking about a kid that was starting at shortstop in the World Series last year as a rookie. Like, he's been through a lot of baseball, and he's kind of handled it all with, all with stride. So Cassianos Bohmstadt, big. And then the Brandon Marsh thing. Like, we talked about before the season – if Bohm can 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 break out here, if Stock can break out here, and Marsh can can prove that he can hit, we weren't asking Brandon Marsh to hit 300 and hit 20 home runs. All we were asking Brandon Marsh to do is hit 260 or or whatnot, like 260 and like 15 home runs, is a perfectly uh, acceptable Brandon Marsh year when he plays the the caliber of defense that he can play. But what you're seeing here is a kid who the Angels tried to ruin that is overcoming that and is is developing into a stud here. Like, he he has – I don't think he has the, the – I don't think he'll ever hit for the same average as these two players, but he reminds me a ton of two guys. One is one of our favorites here, and that is Shane Victorino, and the other is Johnny Damon. Like, Johnny Damon hit for a higher aver- average, Victorino, same kind of thing, but Marsh is like a, 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 a similar mix of those two. Very high energy, aggressive. He'll make mistakes in the base pass. We know that. Um, but it's it's mostly good from him, and he is just developing into a stud. And those three things weren't even factored in when he talked about the rest of the lineup at the beginning of the year. It's like, yeah, if they happen, that's great, but the rest of the lineup is so loaded. Well, after Reese goes down and Harper's continue to be out, like those three taking big step forwards was imperative. So – you, you look for reasons to be excited about the Phillies early in the season. The, the, the young studs are starting to turn into – or the young guys that you believed in are starting to turn into studs. And Nick Castellanos seems like he's well on his way back. So uh, just a massive, massive night all around for, for those guys. But it's not even just tonight. It's been like this for a majority of the season. I mean, I mean Stott's had seven two-hit games already. Seven. He, <laughs> seven two-hit games. So uh, exciting stuff. And then just rotation-wise, like Matt Strom. I mean, just giving them really, really high-quality innings. And we'll see what they do. I would put him back in the bullpen, personally. Um, I understand what he's done so far in the rotation. But I just think his stuff translates better to the to, – or easier to go back into the bullpen rather than a falter or, or obviously, Ranger or whatnot. So he's helping the team now, but I think eventually goes back to the bullpen. And the final thing here that I, that I want to touch on, because I, I've talked a lot about it on, on the final out so far this year, is you know people being frustrated that the Phillies weren't scoring runs and they weren't taking advantage of runners in scoring position. And I'm with you. I, I totally get that. Um, but tonight it was like a nice example of hits turning into runs. I mean, it's not like they scored all their runs on home runs tonight. I mean, they hit two. Or they hit three. Uh, but two when the game was kind of still semi in reach, I guess. But um, it wasn't like they were living and dying by the long ball tonight. It was a lot of hitting the ball all, all over the ball yard and, and score runs in different ways. 
And I thought it was nice to see them kind of break through when we talk about water finding its level. I think we kind of saw that tonight. So uh, just a beautiful night all around. Uh, and, and one of those nights where it's like, it scored nine off Sandy Alcantara. I mean, look at the fills. Look at the fills. 215-592-9494. This is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. If you're coming home from the ball game, we'd love to get you in. 215-592-9494. React to the Phillies just absolutely destroying the Miami Marlins tonight and ruining Gene Segura's uh, homecoming game. That's disappointing. Listen, uh, I mean, Gene, uh, we'll take you we'll – we'll take Gene back, I think, in a couple months here. You know, he's uh, – why not? Come on, bring Gene home. He looked like he wanted to come home, uh, but I was really, really happy to see him get a, a good ovation tonight and and get the recognition he deserved. I mean, Gene batted 281 here. You know, obviously he had some up and downs with uh, what happened in Dunedin with, with Girardi, and uh, we know about the Andrew McCutcheon thing. But, you know, him getting into the postseason last year, him having the games he had in the postseason last year, um, and just like the the great vibes, it seemed like he kind of had. It was good to see him get rewarded for all that. So I was happy for Gene tonight, but also, you know, we'll, we'll see you around the trade deadline, pal. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. On the other side, we will get to your phone calls and a look ahead tomorrow night before handing things off to Jody Mack here on the final out on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Welcome back to the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP, 215-592-9494. Jack Fritz hanging out with you in the final segment here before handing things off to Jody Mack. And final out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Let's check in on David in Burlington. What's happening, David? Hey, Fritzy, what's up, man? Ah, nothing much, man. It was a beautiful beautiful night down at the ballpark. Oh, beautiful night to be down at the ballpark. Yeah, were you, you have a nice day. Were you down there tonight? Uh, yeah, I was down there tonight. Um, oh, it was couldn't couldn't be a better night. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was one of those games where obviously I don't think you were heading into it being like, oh, Matt Strom's going to outduel Sandy Alcantara tonight. But um, you, didn't, you, know, you didn't think they were going to put up nine runs on Sandy? Yeah, Crazy. believe it or not, you know, talk about. I mean, maybe I should just hang up my uh, my my betting cleats for a little bit here. I had Sandy getting ten plus Ks. Tonight that was going off at plus seven fifty, so I'm doing I'm doing a uh, good work there. I didn't bet Trey Turner tonight, and he had you know two hits. Whatever we take it. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, it w- it wasn't a great it wasn't a great night for my bank account, but we'll take it when the Phils score fifteen. Yeah, man, I feel you. I had uh, I had Sandy six plus Ks in a uh, in a parlay, and I thought for sure that was hitting, but you know, I guess you can't get too mad. Uh, you know that the the Phillies are hitting them around. No, I think we we trade our there's no our like ten dollars. I would I would a hundred percent trade ten dollars for a Phillies win every day uh, every day of the year. Like, oh, like for it, sure. it, it it makes first off it makes me way happier, um and 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 like ultimately it makes the rest of the Delaware Valley happier. So I will I I I say this every year, but I will mush the Phillies into a playoff appearance. That that's the least I can do is use my powers for good, Dave. Oh, appreciate that, Fritz. Um. <laughs> So I guess the point of my call was um, I wanted to get on in on the uh, the Phillies daycare. I mean, you know, uh, I think we all expected them to contribute like they did last year, but I mean they've been carrying the team at this point. You know, not that uh, you know some of the the bigger name guys are are, are playing poorly to uh, per se, but you know, I mean, the young guys, Stott, Boom, Marsh, are just carrying the team. It seems like you know, offensively. Yeah, and you saw it Saturday. I mean, Saturday, you know, Marsh comes off the bench, gets the big hit there. Stock comes off 
or you know, stock comes up and, and walks us off. And it's just it's so refreshing. You know, for so long it was like, oh, you can't buy your way to a championship, and you need your young studs to come in and do some stuff. Well, they are. Like, I know they brought in Marsh from the outside, but he's essentially one of the young players. He's 24, 25 years old. And then Bowman and Stott are homegrown guys that, you know, for years the Phillies have been maligned for for not developing homegrown guys. And these guys are thriving, and they're in big spots. And, and them going to the World Series last year is only going to help all three of those guys be more comfortable in the regular season. So it's just been huge. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. I appreciate the call, Dave. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Um, but, yeah, I just think that those three guys, you know, uh, and, and going to the World Series last year and being in big spots and seeing what that ballpark is, it can be like. Like, w- Turner and, 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 and Harper are going to be here forever, but <laughs> seemingly forever. I know it's not technically forever. Um, but, you know, with, if, with Hoskins possibly going at the end of this year, like, there has to be people who have been here for a while that can, like, teach the, the, the newcomers what it's like to be a Philly and the, and the Phillies way. I mean, part of the reason that, that Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox have, like, you know, stayed around for as long as they are uh, is because they, you know, instill the Eagles kind of culture in a way. And they're like, this is how we do things here. And we've won games. And, like, like that stuff, I believe, matters in clubhouses. So, you know, those guys having the experience of what last year was um, and, and now having it translate over to this year where they know what it takes to get back, like, it, it, it is only good stuff. And, you know, those three and and, and Castellanos, like, with, with again, with the injuries they've had, with seeing the bottom of the lineup tonight, it's still, like, Cave and, and Stubbs and Cody Clemens. Y- you need some guys to step up. If that's the bottom of the lineup, so uh, it, it's been it's been really really encouraging to see you know the new version of the Phillies daycare kind of thriving here, and they beat hey, uh, they beat Sandy Alcantara tonight without Nick Maton, which I didn't know was possible. Nick Maton is the Alcantara killer, so um, you know uh, the, maybe Jake Cave is is the new Nick Maton. Who knows? Let's look ahead to tomorrow. Uh, it, it's you know. I don't want to say, obviously, it's too tough of a start because I thought Sandy Alcantara was going to be uh, a load for the Phillies to kind of hand, handle tonight, and they uh, hung a nine spot on him. So, you know, as Cliff Lee once said, that's baseball. But in my opinion, they have their hands full uh, tomorrow with, with Jesus Lazardo on the mound. Uh, first two starts of the year, uh, he, he pitches into the sixth inning against the Mets, strikes out five, but doesn't allow a run. Uh, and then his last start against the Twins, seven innings. He allowed a, uh, uh, an earned run in that seventh inning, so he was dominant before that. Struck out ten, and he has developed into uh, one of the better young pitchers in baseball. He was one of the top prospects in all of baseball a couple years ago. Uh, struggled for a, for a couple years there with the Athletics and the Marlins. Um, he was traded to the Marlins uh, for Starling Marte a couple years ago. Had a 6.44 ERA in 2021. Uh, last year got down to three three two to three three two ERA, um, but towards the end of the year you started to see his stuff really um, have an uptick. So it, it led you to believe that we have a carryover effect. And I believe in his last six starts, dating back to last year and obviously this year, a one eight ERA. So uh, the stuff is finally starting to translate for Jesus Lazardo. So it's no law on the mound. 
Nola has weird games against the Marlins. Um, I thought he was really good against the Yankees. You know, I thought that the, I don't think the runs are totally indicative of what Aaron Nola did against the Yankees. I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he was actually better than Garrett Cole in that day. Um, and Garrett Cole, I thought was brilliant. So, um, so you know, I just I I I need Aaron Nola to continue to uh, you know bounce back and give this uh, bullpen some a little bit of a rest. I mean, Strom gave him some good innings today. They're not haven't been like totally overworked. But when one of your aces is going out against a, a Marlins lineup that is not great, uh, could definitely use a nice seven-inning performance from Marinola and give them a little bit of a rest. But, again, you know, I, I think they have their work cut out for them tomorrow with Jesus Lazardo on the mound. So, Nola versus Lazardo is a – if you're a pitching nerd, if you're someone that loves pitching, I think we are in for a, for a treat tomorrow. I don't think they're going to do what they did against, did against Sandy Alcantara tonight. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you're watching it and it's like, yeah, this is awesome, 15 runs, but generally the offense I feel like struggles after they put on a show the night before. So hopefully tomorrow that is not the case. But Lazardo versus Nola is definitely one of those matchups that uh, I think we'll be excited about if you if you love pitching. And hopefully they can do similar things to Jesus Lazardo that they did to Sandy Alcantara tonight and, and, and you know, go up and at least win the series outright and we'll see what happens in game three. But that's honestly – that's what makes yesterday so frustrating. Losing that game to the Reds yesterday and, and you know, losing the chance at a sweep. You have a lead in the ninth, blowing that. Like, the Phillies would be on a nice little streak right now. And it would, it would you know, go a long way towards – calming some of the fears that we had the first week of the season if they went on a little bit of streak immediately after struggling. So, um, unfortunately, they didn't get the job done yesterday, but tonight they did in a big, big way. Exciting, exciting game down at Citizens Bank Park. A, a game where 18 runs were scored in two and a half hours. The game was over. Holy cow. Look at modern baseball. That's going to do it for me. Thanks for hanging out here on the final out. Jody Mack will continue taking all of your reaction to the Phil's big win tonight down at Citizens Bank Park. Tucker Bagley produced final out as always. Great job with that. I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Marks and Reese will do leading off, and then I got you for, for final out, reacting to what is hopefully another Phillies win. Thanks for hanging out. Jody Mack's got you next here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.